0: Welcome to the broadcast at Mount Gilead Baptist Church. We invite you to join us here on this station each Sunday morning at 8 a.m. We also invite you to join us in person at 11 a.m. The church is located at 5332 Highway 52 East, Dahlonega, Georgia. Now join Pastor Les Fuller as he brings God's Word. Well, I thank God for your presence today in the house of the Lord. All of our visitors, let me welcome you to today's service. I hope that you'll feel like one of us as we join in together and opening God's Word. Let's take our Bibles and turn to Psalms 83, the book of Psalms 83. While you're turning, let me say this. No service tonight. Wednesday night, 7 o'clock supper. We'll begin that time at 6.15. We always have a great meal and a great time of fellowship, so please come out at 6.15 for that. And then um, I have asked several of the deacons to help me. That they've chickened out. Next Sunday, we're going to have a uh, one more baptismal service at the river. So uh, Zach Cook has committed to help. Uh, he's going to be with us in the river as we baptize every member of the Flint family except for one. And uh, can't wait till Ethan gets saved and we'll baptize him. But so next Sunday there'll be no Sunday school. We'll meet at ten o'clock at the river to baptize. So. Um, You pray, come watching and uh, expecting the Lord to do great things in our midst, and then uh, we'll leave from there and come on back to the church and have the rest of our service for the day. All right, Psalms 83, I need your undivided attention for just a few minutes, Um, and if you don't have a Bible or you don't have it open yet, I need you to do so, be finding a, a Bible so that you can follow along with today's message. If you've been like me. Uh, This week you have been glued to uh, the TV trying to watch Put the pieces of the puzzle together of everything that's going on in Israel and in the Middle East I want to say just a few words before I get into Psalms 83 um, About the situation that's going on uh, over in Israel I have uh, often, often stood in this pulpit And watching everything that's unfolding and happening over there, and I've thought to myself, Lord, how much more time do I have to prepare your people for your coming? And after these past eight, nine, ten days, the Lord has shown me and us as Bible believers that His coming is imminent and nearer now than it has ever been. And we as Christians should be, must be, and ought to be concerned for uh, what's going on in Israel today. Never in my lifetime have I witnessed what we are seeing right now today. I've never seen uh, right at 1,300, and the, the number's going to be going up this week, I'm sure, as, uh, as, the, as they're identifying or trying to find family members to identify those that have died, of Israelis and Americans over in Israel from the attack of Hamas. Let me define something just in case there's somebody sitting in our congregation today that does not know who Hamas is. They are a terrorist group of people. They're not militants. They're not uh, organized military people, but they're organized in the sense that they are a terrorist group. Uh, and so they're uh, Hamas. When you hear that on the TV, the radio, or a preacher or a Sunday school teacher talk about that, in your mind you ought to automatically think that these are not good people. They're a terrorist group who are funded by Iran, and Iran is a political figure in the Middle East for several reasons. Number, I guess, the main thing that they're known for beyond their ter- terroristic groups that come out of them, uh, they're known for their oil, their they're well-reserves, and being able to uh, fund the world for uh, the oil supplies that we all need across the world. And uh, let me say this as well. Uh, Iran, and you hear this word Palestine, Palestinians on the news and the Palestinians, yes, they are a Muslim country, but not all of them. I want to I want to say this, uh, and I want you to hear me. Not all of them are terrorists. Some of them are moral, good people. But the fraction of of that of that group of people has been Hamas, and you're going to hear another name. You've heard it all week um, of uh, Hezbollah, and it's another terroristic group that is more widely funded with money, they've got, they're they're more together than Hamas is, and Hamas is coming up out of the south into what we know as the Gaza Strip, we've studied that all of our lives as Bible students, and uh, they're coming up out of the south, the southern border of Israel, but Hezbollah is coming from the north out of Lebanon, so what does that look like to you? What does that look like to me? That Israel is being invaded from the north and from the south. Hezbollah is better funded. They've got more means to be able to pull off attacks. Uh, They're a, a Muslim group just like Hamas is. And they are against Israel. Never let anybody convince you otherwise. Any nation, any other group of people on the planet... That is against Israel is not our friend, is not is not our friend as Christians. Let me say something to you right quick, because this is how strongly I feel about the nation of Israel. First of all, I want to say proudly and boldly from this pulpit here today that I love. Yes, I said it. I love the nation of Israel. Let's think about what they have done for the world. We have a copy. Of God's Word that came from a Jew from Jews we have the Word of God because of the nation of Israel then secondly we have a Savior which is Jesus Christ who was and came as God in the body of a Jew and if Roger Dunnigan was here he'd shout that everybody could hear and so the Jews have given the world the, uh, the understanding of what sin is, we know what it is to be right with God because of a Jew. Uh, we have the Old Testament, and then all the way through the New Testament, we have, uh, we have what we know of the knowledge of God because of the Jew. And if you'll read your Bible, you'll find that God handpicked them out of the Middle East, and we can go all the way back to the covenant of Abraham... And listen to me this morning, I believe in the next week, the next couple of weeks, the next months, on into the next year, if we have that much time left, I want you to understand you're going to hear people say from, uh, from pulpits uh, all across the world, and they've been saying it for some time, but it's, it's, it's gaining steam, a term that is called replacement theology. In other words, that means, just to put it to you quickly, that means that they're looking at Israel and that they're no more and that the church has taken the place of Israel. And that is just not Bible. That You cannot read the word of God and it makes sense if you take out the promises that God has made to the nation of Israel. And I don't have time to get into all of that with you, but uh, uh, listen, I want to say just a few more things about about what's going on over there and how it affects us as Christians and what we should do and ought to be doing to prepare for the, for the war that's not only in Israel but what looks like could involve many nations of the world. First of all, I wrote these down and these are not my thoughts. These are things that I felt like were so important for you to know that I've, I've just learned through the week. Uh, this is a physical battle that we're witnessing and seeing. Listen, it's a physical battle because Hamas is physically, physically slaying and killing innocent people. That's physical. They're coming in to Israeli borders and they're slaying innocent men, women. And uh, I don't think I'll I'll ever get over those images that I've seen and you have seen this past week of the slaying of, of babies and infants. And it takes some kind of a monster, somebody who's less than human, to go up to an innocent child and shoot that baby. And this is what we're dealing with in the Middle East. And then not only killing babies, but killing whole families. And I've just learned this, just like you have, that many of the Israelis have what they call safe rooms in their homes. And if they don't have one in their home, they'll have one uh, somewhere nearby in that community, where that it may, when a, when they have a threat of of a bomb or somebody coming in, that they can go get in these shelters and find peace. Let me show you just how wicked uh, these unbelievers are against the children of Israel. Now they were celebrating last Saturday and Sunday a religious holy day, the, and if you're a, a true follower. Uh, listen, of the Hebrew ways and what they were doing in their, uh, their celebrations, they would, have, they would have committed themselves to have their cell phones turned off, their TVs turned off, because they had dedicated their minds and their hearts to watching uh, and, and lifting their, their selves to God in their way. Now listen, Hamas knew this. And they come in quickly. And they storm in while these people cannot get word to one another. Uh, they can't, and so the the alarms go off. They're hiding, and while they're in their safe rooms, they're coming in with guns. Can I just back up right here in just a minute? And this ought to anger everybody that's a Bible a Bible believer in the church. They have now traced much of the of the warfare uh, machine guns to the uh, whatever the, whatever you call the, that they use and they carry. Uh, they, they've traced that to when America left out of Afghanistan and they're killing Israeli people with the weapons that were left over there by Americans. Now, that's a message for another day, but I hate that. And that troubles me. Now listen, they were in their safe rooms and they come in and they're just taken down as sheep to the slaughter. And friend, as a Bible believer, our, our Bibles are beginning to, be, to be, make more sense to us when we read places like Psalms 83. It's a physical battle that we're witnessing, but now you mark my words down. I said this to myself uh, before it even came out on the news, before any preachers were saying this. I said to myself, you give it another couple of weeks, another month, and uh, the media is going to twist it around and they're going to, instead of blaming a terrorist group or a Palestinian group, they're going to blame the nation of Israel. It's, it's been that way as far back as I can remember. And just last night, I was going through some searches. I wanted to see these images of what these people were actually facing and they're up against. And, uh, and I, 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 one group was doing it from the Israeli side and uh, getting sympathy for them. And then another group was taking it from the Palestinian side. And they were, and listen, they were showing images of, of how bad that these Hamas terrorists were hurting instead of these innocent Israelis who were doing nothing. And I say in the book of Exodus chapter number 23, verse number 6, there's a verse in there that says, and I can't quote it word for word, but it's, it goes something like this, that you shall not slay the innocent. That's what God says. You just don't go in to somebody else's home and in somebody else's territory and do these vile actions of of slaying children, moms and dads, from the top all the way down, in some ways killing everybody in the household and expect the rest of the world to stand by. And I don't know about you, but I think we have a right as a church to feel a little bit of spiritual anger today towards what's going on but it's an emotional or an opinionated battle that's going to be taking place the next few days people are going to get on the emotional side of of this and listen you cannot base your decision making on your emotions and some of you do that repeat repetitively in your life and you're an emotional roller coaster you can only base your decisions on facts Some of you here this morning have played games so long with God and when it comes to salvation that you've gotten to that threshold in your life where you wonder, will it ever happen for me? You say, well, I just don't feel like coming. And that's what the devil wants you to do. He wants you to say, put it off. That's your emotions. But reason says, today is the day of salvation. Harden not your heart. Come to the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you wait too long, your emotions will talk you out of good decisions that need to be made in your life i got to move on. The third thing that I see is there's a safe place left in this world for the Jews. Where are they going to go? Where can they go, Brother Henry? This is the land that God gave them. They may come to America. And I've even heard talk of people making tent cities and other places Uh, Egypt has not given them permission to come down yet And that's the closest to Gaza They've not given them a safe place to go Uh, Listen, nobody over there is being a friend to Israel But I want the world to know from this pulpit And all of northeast Georgia know That it's time for the churches of of the living God To rise up and say We stand with Israel I'm not ashamed to do so We stand with Israel Listen, where are they going to go? Where are they going to go? And they're going to make all kinds of excuses saying, well, they shouldn't fight uh, for their homeland. But I'm going to tell you right now, they have every right to fight. Have every right to fight. And a lot of people choose to play ignorant of what's going on on the world scale and what's happening. You say, well, that's over there. But let me remind you how close to home this is. Our southern border has been open now for how long? And I've heard so many statistics that I don't know what to believe. But, I, but listen, friend, there have been Palestinians coming through our southern border. And, I, and again, I'm not saying every one of them are bad. Every one of them are evil. That's not what I'm saying. But how do we know who's coming into our country? Uh, listen, friend, with the same mindset of Hamas or Hezbollah or the Islamic Jihad and all these things that's, uh, that's, that's against the nation of Israel, how do we know? And listen, how do we know? And this is not a day for you to be out of church. This is a time for us as God's people to unite together and get as close to God as we can because Jesus is coming. Let me give you a few more facts and I'm going to go to Psalms 83. Uh, We can't play ignorant. It's a demonic force. Write that down. This is not a, a problem with a Republican or a Democrat. This is a battle of good and evil. Good versus evil. I like what uh, Ralph Sexton said past Wednesday morning as he was speaking. This is an elevated cause and case that the devil saw an opportunity and he began to push the right buttons all the way over from Iran as they gave permission to Hamas and Hezbollah to now start bombing and attacking the nation of Israel. And uh, I'll tell you right now, it's it's getting bad. There there are um, nations coming together that never have, committing themselves, committing themselves against the Jew. Nations. Not just people or nations are now joining hand in hand and Russia has even said, said that they would commit their support. Now In the past year, who has Russia been fighting against? The Ukraine. All right, now watch this. Ukraine's leader uh, is a Jew. He's uh, a bit of a worldly one, to say the least. And I believe he's Orthodox Jew and not a Messianic Jew. In other words, that he doesn't believe in Jesus Christ. And uh, so you've got those going on. And now you've got South. Uh, or or North Korea I should say and they're committing they're committing money and ammunition somebody said preacher what are you getting at you could just be witnessing I don't know another world war starting up and one of the things that kills me when I think about that because my grandfather was a World War II veteran All of our veterans that are here today, I love you. May God bless you and I respect you. But my grandfather got in uh, on the draft. I want you to think about how close to home this is. Right now, we've got a ship headed to the Mediterranean Sea from America. And if it gets bad enough, what if the draft were to be enacted again in America? Look, look in my eyes. I've got a son that'll be 21 next week. Who are they going to come after? And brother, right now, I'm not too good to put a back on, backpack on me and give me a gun. I'll go over there and fight if it come down to it. And I want you to know something today. My son, your son's, My daughters, your daughters, mean a lot to me. And if the church don't get involved and get on our knees and pray for the peace of Israel and for the peace of Jerusalem today, who knows what's going to be coming down the line? And it scares me to death of what could happen. But yet on the other hand, I know that Jesus is coming. And so we can't play games or be ignorant. It's a demonic force. The potential for escalation is very real and it's greater than it's ever been with these nations coming together. But let me say this to you. As these things escalate and come together, can I give you a word of encouragement out of the New Testament, book of First Thessalonians 4 and 12, or 16 it is, that there's a verse that says the archangel is going to come and shout. As they're crying in their emotional ways against the nation of Israel right now, there's going to be some somehow or the other, God's got to get in the game of this. And he's going to rise up and say, this is enough. Come home. Come home. Be encouraged today, church. We're almost home. We are almost home. And uh, let me give you some verses in Psalms 83. And then uh, I'm going to give you some some things that I think that you need to do this next week, that I need to practice this next week, uh, that can help us prepare for what's coming down the line. What does the Bible say in Psalms 83? Keep not thou silence, O God. Hold not thy peace, and be not still, O God. For lo, thine enemies make a tumult. In other words, they're they're angry and they're doing things that they shouldn't be doing. Listen to the words in this next statement here in verse 2. And they that hate thee have lifted up The head, you know that there's people that hate God. They prove it, preacher. All right, how about what happened in Chicago this week? As people stood up and rose up against the nation of Israel, if you hate the nation of Israel, you're pretty close to hating God. When they were celebrating, the terrorists instead of the the casualties. In the nation of Israel. I'd call that hate. How about what took place in Harvard this week. When these ignorant students banded together. Supposed to be the highest place of learning in the land. In the United States and might well be in the world. And they joined hand in hand together standing against Israel. In blaming Israel for every bit of the problem that's going on and they'd stand out together and they would chant these words along with Hamas and Hezbollah and all the people that are against said death to Israel and death to America in some cases I'm gonna tell you right now I'm not ashamed of Jesus Christ I love him now more than ever and I need him Now more than ever, but these people hate God. They hate the church, and they hate you. And had it not been for the grace and the mercy of God, we all would have been wiped off the face of the earth. Watch this. They hate thee that have lifted up the head. Verse 3, they have taken crafty counsel against thy people. You might describe this as, Hamas had all these blueprints laid out under the city of Gaza and they knew where the schools were at they knew where the hospitals were at they knew where the nursing facilities were at they knew where where everything was at and right now they have embedded themselves amongst the people what that means is that when they go to ground to ground combat and I'm really surprised uh, that Benjamin Netanyahu called it Off for just a little more space of time, but somewhere in Gaza they have got these people, these people who are under their control, and they're putting children, women, and the innocent in front of them, and saying, "All right, you come get us, but we're going to use your own people, and we're going to put them in front of us, so that when you do come." You're going to have to kill them before you get to us. Now, what kind of person thinks that way? That you put innocent people in front? They're cowards. They're cowards. Putting innocent people. This is what the Bible says in Psalms 83. They have taken crafty counsel against thy people and consulted against thy hidden ones. And what were they doing? They were hiding in in their safe places. And their hidden ones, they came after them and destroyed them. And they have said, Come, and let us cut them off from being a nation, that the name of Israel may be no more in remembrance. Now, there has been no time that I can find in history where these words have been enacted. Now, you're living in a time, somebody said, Well, Preacher, this is old. It is old. Isn't it something when God lets the old come and speak new to us in a different day? And that's how alive your word is, the, the word of God is to you. That though it was written, a psalm of Asaph, thousands of years ago, today is more real to us right now. They, never before have I seen the nations come together to try to slay and make the memory of the nation of Israel be no more but you and I are witnessing it right now let's go to verse 5 for they have consulted together with one consent and they are confederate against thee in other words they're together against thee I don't have time to show you but in verses uh, 6 through verse number 11 there are 10 confederate nations that come together anybody remember what uh, Daniel's prophecy was? that in the great big towering idol that Nebuchadnezzar saw, and starting from the head of gold all the way down to the, here's the number, the ten toes of brass, those ten confederate nations that would come together to try to push Israel away. You and I are witnessing these nations come together, and I can't tell you exactly for sure which ones They are, but we're witnessing nation by nation, kingdom by kingdom coming together to get rid of the nation of of Israel. And we're witnessing it today. And we said, preacher, what does that mean for us? It means that Jesus is coming. It means that Jesus is coming. You had better get ready. Verse number 12, let's jump down there. And he said, who said, let us take ourselves uh, to our possession the houses of God. Who said let us take to, possession, uh, to ourselves the houses of God in possession rather. In verse 13 and this is the prayer of the psalmist. He says oh my God make them like a wheel as the stubble before the wind. As the fire burneth a wood and as the flame setteth the mountains on fire. So persecute them with thy tempests. And make them afraid with thy storm. Fill their faces with shame that they may seek thy name, O Lord. And let them be confounded and troubled forever. Yea let, yea, let them be put to shame and perish. That men may know that thou, whose name alone is Jehovah, art the Most High over all the earth. What a psalm. What a psalm thoughts, deep thoughts that in some ways are a revelation to us for our day, even though it was written many, many years ago. I believe that there's a place that a human being can get in and I'm going to go to another place in scripture, it's Psalms 122 that I'm going to find a closing place. I believe there's a place that a human being can get in. And there could be somebody here today that could be very close to that that in their mind they do, they do not retain God in their knowledge. In other words, they, they've made their own religions, their own belief system, their own ways. And they get to a place where that they have the capability of acting out what we have witnessed this past week on television where they slay, rape, murder, kill, destroy. And all that in their v- vocabulary is is hate to the point where they become what Acts chapter 1 calls a reprobate mind. You have listened to Pastor Les Fuller at Mount Gilead Baptist Church. Please join us at 11 a.m. at 5332 Highway 52 East, Dahlonega, or view our live stream on Facebook. May God bless you for listening. 97.5 Glory FM, your family radio station in North Georgia.